Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast, where we wrap up the week that was. Insane thing number one comes to us from Fox News' Todd Pyro. It's the shocking number of schools in our country that now hide gender transitions from parents as policy. Over 3 million students in nearly 6,000 schools around the country are covered by guidance that allows gender changes for kids to be hidden from parents. What does that mean? These are speech codes, the first speech codes in modern America. The student is socially transitioned at school. They change their name, the way they dress at school. Sometimes there's even closets full of clothes of the opposite gender for them to choose from. And the teachers go by their preferred pronouns and their new name. The speech code part of it comes when you interact with mom and dad. You have to lie. You have to switch back to the old pronouns and the given birth name. You have to hide from the parents that you and the school are transitioning the child. That's the heart of what a speech code is. Mandatory lies or you get fired. Again, that's 6,000 schools covering 3 million students. Insane things number two and three show us where the left will go if we let them. They start most of this stuff at the state level. It sneered at it first. Browbeat the voters get it done, then push it up to the federal level. In case you're wondering where they're going with all this defund the police and reduce criminal penalty stuff, here is where they're going. Maryland Democrats have a new bill that would stop any suspect from being charged with murder if they are under the age of 25 because their brains aren't fully developed. Brains of humans in general are not fully developed uh, until approximately age 25 and the part uh, of the brain that develops last is good judgment if they're still doing this after the age of 25 that person is likely uh, got serious uh, character defects i hear you i think many people might um, feel that someone who drives over a woman with a car has a character defect but thank you You could still be sentenced to lesser charges. The penalty, of course, would be remediation and counseling, but no conviction for murder. Again, don't make the mistake of thinking Democrats are soft on crime. They are not. All you've got to do is see how the FBI brutalized, framed, along with the DOJ, 
lied about and put away the January 6th defendants. Now, they intend to put everyone who disagrees with them in prison for a very long time. They're not soft on crime at all. Well, not on thought crime. See, decriminalizing murder for those under 26, those are their voters. This is about making sure they can unleash the mob and point them right at you. If you commit a thought crime, if you post the wrong thing, and that there'll be no penalties. Instant street justice. That's what this is about. Speaking of thought crime, yet another thing the Democrats are working on in the laboratories of the state that you'll see at the national level that shows us where they want to go. This time from Minnesota. A bill there filed by liberal lunatic Democrats would create a thought crime, I kid you not, database of alleged pious incidents. These would be incidents that don't raise to the level of an actual crime, but that cause somebody to feel uncomfortable. They could file a report like they would a police report complete with your name, and it would be burned there forever in shame in the database, even if you live in another state, and that database would be searchable. Reports could be filed on individuals for racial slurs, but not just race. Also, gender identity and gender expression. And what are the standards? Well, you made someone feel uncomfortable. You can find the details in a Fox News article called Minnesota Lawmaker Slams Bill that would create thought crime database of alleged bias incidents. And the words actual or perceived identity are throughout this whole thing. So if somebody identifies as a furry or non-binary and you don't go along, you can end up in the database. This is ultimately where they want to take cancellation. They want to make it real, concrete, attach it to your name so you can be better destroyed. It is, in a sense, an easily searchable list of the names of the canceled to make sure they can never rise again, that the shame hangs over them forever, most particularly if they're looking for, say, a job. Republican State Representative Walter Hudson explained it to Fox News this way. The only thing that matters is how the person making the report feels. If the person making the report feels as though they've been the victim of an incident of bias, Hudson says, well, then they've been the victim of an incident of bias. And we're going to create a database of all of these subjective, arbitrary, whimsical feelings that people have had, not anything objective or tangible at all. Folks, this would utterly chill speech. People would be, particularly business owners, people would be absolutely terrified to interact with each other or to question in any way anything the left says. This would criminalize political debate, which seems to be the way the left is going these days. And they're taking at least part of the Republican leadership with them, apparently. Insane thing number four. Longtime listeners of this podcast know I follow Mitch McConnell religiously because he's the number one leader, the highest ranking leader of the Republican Party. The only people following him more closely than me, that'd be the Democrats to see what they can get away with. So it is stunning that never once, ever, no matter what has been revealed, not one time, has Mitch McConnell, the de facto highest ranking leader of the party, now that Trump's gone, ever condemned the censorship of the voters and members of his own party, of his own elected representatives in Congress. They've been censored, too. Even the candidates he raised money for were censored on Facebook. Yep. 
The ads run by the Republican Senatorial Committee were banned while the Democrat Senatorial Committee was allowed to run theirs. Did Mitch say a thing? Oh, heck no. This guy's got to be owned. He's got to be compromised or he's one of them. It's one of the two. Whatever the case, Mitch McConnell finally did something he's never done before this week. He spoke out on censorship of his own voters, but not quite in the way we'd like. He was in favor of it, chiding Tucker Carlson for daring to run the uncut January 6th footage he ran on his show. Did McConnell suggest it was inaccurate, the reporting by Tucker Carlson somehow? No. He simply faulted Carlson for refusing to repeat the lies of the Capitol Police chief. Refusing to stick to the narrative and even worse, proving it was a lie. Was it a mistake by Speaker McCarthy to give access to Tucker Carlson of this security footage? My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. He's essentially saying that even when you have video evidence that they're all lying, the Democrats and the Republican leadership, your job is to shut up. It was McConnell's first ever statement on censorship. And you can see why the Democrats now feel they're entitled to censor half the country using the FBI. It's because they watch Mitch too, and that's where they learn what the rules are. Folks, McConnell fell this week and ended up in the hospital. Everybody say a prayer that he just goes ahead and retires. Seriously, he's got four years left on a six-year term. We're not going to have a country in four years. We literally do not have time for this. Not from the number one ranking Republican. What's so sad is that with McConnell's backing of Chuck Schumer, who demanded this week of Rupert Murdoch that Tucker Carlson be silenced, prevented from telling the truth, it looks like they succeeded Here's why. Carlson was promising, promoting more than a week of video clips we've never seen before. That stopped immediately. Well, Carlson did go on to interview the mom and the lawyer for the Buffalo guy who got 41 months in prison and other January 6th victims who literally are the victims of crimes by the Department of Justice because they were denied those films that would have proved their innocence. In court, he did go on to interview them, but those were just follow-ups to his initial stories. He hasn't since been allowed to release, or released, however you want to look at it, a single other film clip. It looks like McConnell and Schumer won. That leads us to insane thing number five. You can see what an entitlement to censor Republicans the Democrats now feel because of McConnell by their reaction to the Twitter files hearings this week. And not just to censor Republicans, but to use the full force and might of all our federal agencies, most especially the FBI, to do it. So much so that they practically screamed in rage at the Twitter files hearing, which was really ironic because the two journalists who were getting grilled, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, are both well-documented liberal Democrats. They exposed the Twitter files and the FBI's role in censoring Americans in the 2020 and 22 elections, specifically and most devastatingly, the 80 agents working full time round the clock to censor things that turned out to be true, like 
that Hunter Biden's laptop, which they'd had in their possession since 2019 and knew damn well was Hunter Biden's laptop, was actually Hunter Biden's laptop. That COVID came out of the Wuhan lab, which the FBI admitted this week they'd known since 2021, which is kind of funny because they're still censoring people for saying it in 2022 on social media. Well, we found out what the battle lines in this country are at the Twitter Falls hearing when the Democrat congresswoman chosen to be the accuser referred to these journalists who broke the Twitter files as a, quote, direct threat, unquote. It's amazing because she offered absolutely no evidence that what they broke was untrue. She can't. They published the FBI's own correspondence with Twitter demanding censorship. Kind of hard to come back from that. And most devastatingly, the FBI's own correspondence with Twitter offering to be the go-between between the Twitter executives and the Department of Homeland Security, the Pentagon, the State Department, the Democrat Party in terms of delivering lists of people to be censored. With, by the way, absolutely no backup reasoning. Twitter was just handled the li- handed the list and expected to censor. Listen to that Democrat congresswoman accuse these journalists of being a direct threat for allowing the truth to be published. What does this show us? Mr. Chairman, I'm not exaggerating when, when I say that you have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. Both, by the way, are New York Times bestselling authors. Michael Schellenberger won a reporting award from Time. By the way, he is a hardcore Democrat. He ran as a Democrat for governor in California. What this shows us is that the Democrats have come to view through the coddling of the Republican leadership, censorship of anyone they disagree with or anyone who tells the truth that makes them look bad as an entitlement. They see the debate on this as over and anyone who continues to do it as a threat, a criminal threat to be dealt with by the CIA, the Pentagon and the FBI. All three agencies have censored you across 14 social media platforms and still are, by the way. The 15th Twitter is the only one to say no. Listen to that again. It's so shocking. Who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. Here, by the way, is how that award-winning progressive liberal journalist Michael Schellenberger describes what the FBI is doing in terms of censorship. It's not just, uh, it's a form of censorship, but it's also a, a disinformation campaign. And now they're in a situation where they're wanting to censor true information, accurate facts, because they're worried that people might behave in ways that they don't want them to. And how does liberal Schellenberger describe how that makes him feel chilled? I just had chills go up my spine because of what I was seeing happening. I never thought in my own country that freedom of speech would be threatened in this way. And it's just frightening when you get into it. Um, The most recent... uh, our, our most recent discoveries, I mean, I think you understand the process, is that we first raised a bunch of concerns around the way Twitter pre-Elon Musk was uh, censoring people and creating blacklists. Very quickly, we discovered that we had FBI agents uh, basically and, and other government officials you know, demanding that Twitter take certain actions. We now know that the Department of Homeland Services, uh, which has uh, had... What's that? Security. Security, sorry. <laughs> Department of Homeland Security uh, you know, had, had to try, try to create a disinformation board 
that went away after public backlash, but we now realize that they have this other enterprise and they've been building out basically mechanisms to proliferate a censorship industrial complex around the country to censor on a whole range of issues. And so you've seen them, you've seen this censorship industry go from, well, we're just fighting ISIS to, well, we're just fighting Russian disinformation bots to, well, now we need to fight domestic misinformation, which is just saying we need to fight against people who are saying things we disagree with online. That's all that means. And I, I mean, it's not a slippery slope. It's an immediate leap into a, a terrifying mechanism that I, we only see in totalitarian societies. The Fox News headline on this on their site says it all. Twitter files hearing uncovers Democrats chilling message to journalists. Don't forget this week how horrifying this was when we learned that the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is demanding of Elon Musk that he turn over all the journalists that he has worked with on these Twitter files and all his communications with them. What the heck kind of country is this? North Korea? Speaking of worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Up North Korea and every other dictatorship on Earth, they all have one thing in common. I told you what it was in the first Battleground podcast I ever did. They're one-party systems. No other party allowed. No other party electable. And Democrats are trying to use their open border to get to that. And Lindsey Graham, my senator, is trying to help them. Just two weeks ago, he yet again proposed a dream amnesty. Who would that amnesty? We find out all the time every time he does it. A lot of cartel members, a lot of people with criminal records. That's who the cartels send here. Young, wayward men. Many brutal, bloody, violent, still in their teens, and many of whom would qualify for Lindsey's dream amnesty. So it turned my head, went out of the blue. All of a sudden, for the first time ever in his career, Senator Lindsey Graham suddenly wanted to fight the cartels? You mean the ones bringing the country club Republicans, their cheap labor, and the Democrats, their voters, to make this a one-party system? Those cartels? What? Lindsey wants to fight the cartels? Until I understood the catch. See, what Lindsey wants to do is to declare the cartels a terror organization. That would be an unmitigated disaster. Why? Right now, over 90% of the illegals that Joe Biden lets in don't qualify for refugee status and an automatic green card with a fast track to voting rights and citizenship. Over 90% don't qualify because they're economic migrants. They're not running from dictatorial governments. If you declare the cartels a terror organization, that 90% would automatically get that refugee status. See how this works? Brett Baer on Fox News, of all people this week, tried to warn us what Lindsay is doing. But what you're talking about there is listing cartels as terrorist organizations. And there have been calls on Capitol Hill for that. Senator Lindsey Graham threatened it the other day. If you do that, it will enable a lot more illegal immigrants to come in and claim refugee status uh, getting away from terrorist organizations. Remember, refugee status was intended by Congress to be very hard to get. 
Um, and back when we were a sane country, uh, tops a dozen people a year would get it. And it comes with zero limits on welfare benefits. The average American family of four is limited to about $55,000 worth of welfare benefits. So that would be the sum total of your food stamps, Section 8 housing, whatever form you get to welfare in, and then you're done. Refugees, unlimited. Even veterans and taxpaying Americans can't get that. We would see a massive, literally massive crush of illegal immigration if Lindsay succeeds. Pray he doesn't. He's already filed the bill. What we actually need is a bill, and Lindsay knows this, what we actually need is a bill authorizing military force and not declaring the cartels as terror organizations. See, what Lindsay figures you don't know is that you don't need to declare them a terror organization to go after them militarily. You only need to authorize force. And here's the other thing Lindsay knows. Joe Biden, and he's, Lindsay's pretending we would need to, to, to do this in order to send the military. Lindsay knows Joe Biden will never send the military after the cartels. It ain't ever happening. It was shocking this week. We saw two people killed, four kidnapped. Mexico offered a reward uh, for the capture of the people who did it. America did not. And the governor of the Mexican province where this happened, according to CNN, complained that they had to send their law enforcement and go after these cartels. We didn't send a single person to Mexico to go after them. So the idea that Joe Biden is somehow going to send the military. Lindsey Graham is friends with Joe. He's told us that again and again. He knows Joe's never sending the military. But the designation will send literally millions more here. We've already had 5 million illegals come under Joe Biden. You want to make it 10 in the next two years? Yeah, get Republicans to vote for the cartel designation. Pray that our side figures this out before Lindsey slips this through. Number seven, I'm still not over this, the absolute shock of finding out that the Democrat Party, with an assist from Mitch McConnell and some in Republican leadership, faked the assassination of a police officer on January 6th. It is truly stunning what Tucker Carlson exposed this week. What it shows us is that the Democrats aren't just lying about individual issues as they've done for decades. They're putting on entirely fake narratives, theatrical productions in which federal agencies lie with them to create new realities. In this case, a reality in which Capitol Police officer Brian Sicknick was murdered, had his head bashed in by fire extinguisher wielding January 6th protesters as they overran the Capitol as they entered the Capitol. What Tucker's video showed was shocking. It was Sicknick wandering around more than half an hour after the Capitol was breached in perfect health, completely unmolested. He would die later of natural causes. He had a stroke and that's unfortunate. But we now know that no less than the FBI, the Capitol Police and the Department of Homeland Security reviewed this tape in between this happening and the fake state funeral they gave Sicknick, complete with his ashes lying in the rotunda and every member of the Republican and Democrat leadership filing by his ashes before they heard him as a hero, a martyr who'd given his life to stop the insurrection at the Capitol. They interred him at Arlington. It was all a lie. And they knew it. 
within 24 hours because he was on that security tape wandering around. Yet they withheld his autopsy for almost three months so you wouldn't figure it out. By the way, the date of that nationally televised fake funeral, it ran in its entirety on every single news station, uncut from end to end, including Fox News. The date of the fake funeral, almost a month after the insurrection. They hid it for that long. It shows you exactly how weaponized your government is. Finally, insane thing number eight, the shock of hearing the CDC director, Dr. Robert Redfield, put the blame for COVID's creation, not even on the Chinese, but squarely on the shoulders of the United States of America, blaming it on gain of function research done at the Chinese lab. Never once in his testimony did he ever blame China. He went straight to the source and that was us. He said our doing this gain-of-function research caused the worst pandemic ever. He said it, i.e., we, our government, killed millions. And he said it under oath in front of Congress. This is why the FBI fessed up to knowing this a few weeks ago. They knew that Redfield was on the testimony list. Gain-of-function research has long been controversial within the scientific community. In my own opinion, COVID-19 pandemic presents a case study on the potential dangers of such research. Unleashing a new virus to the world without any means of stopping it and resulting in the deaths of millions of people. And yes, it leaked out of the lab, he said. Or did it leak? See, the world was treated to another bizarre spectacle this week. It broke in the UK Telegraph. These are WhatsApp messages that were supposed to self-destroy, were supposed to remain secret, traded back and forth between the British health secretary at the time of COVID and his PR guy. They were laughing at the people they kept in lockdown, mocking them, but saying they weren't getting enough compliance. And then, not joking, totally serious, they began to debate whether they should release another variant. What? They have the ability, they seem to think, to release another variant. Now, these were in 2020. The Alpha variant did come out of the UK, we're told, in 2020. Can governments release a variant? What makes them think they can release a variant? By the way, all this wasn't on some conspiracy site, but on the UK Telegraph, one of the two big dailies in the UK. It's kind of like the Washington Post to our New York Times here. A second WhatsApp message was even more bizarre. It was the government letting the Secretary of Health know that he couldn't tell the world that COVID came out of the Wuhan lab because it could upset the Chinese. What does it mean? They know too. And that our elites here in America weren't the only ones using this in a mad bid to get insane amounts of control. Finally, insane thing number nine. At the beginning of the week, it looked like the Democrats would end the week with a functional gun owner database, which they've always dreamed of. They will, after all, have to eventually confiscate those guns. They didn't get it. See, April 1st, it was announced on Monday, MasterCard would become the last credit card company to tag with a code any gun purchase or purchase, I should say, at a gun store. That would create a database, which could, of course, be given straight up to the FBI. After all, we also learned this week the Bank of America definitively gave 
um, to the FBI a list of anybody who both visited Washington and purchased a gun around the time of January 6th. So this was totally getting turned over to the federal government. It would have been the gun database of their dreams. I was freaking out over it. What was so scary was that this represented all four major credit card companies going in this in this direction. So there'd be no company you could just transition to, do your banking with, and hide. Well, stopped in its tracks. Both Visa and MasterCard announced by the end of the week that they wouldn't be doing this after all. Who stopped them? Not our feckless Republican leaders. None of them ever addressed it this week. Nope, they're useless. The state stopped it which is where we're eventually going to look to restore our freedoms. That's right. By midweek, multiple legislatures announcing they'd file bills to make that illegal in their state. And guess what? Visa and MasterCard back down immediately. Why couldn't our national Republican leaders do that? Don't know. But we want. All it takes, folks, is just a little bit of pushback. If we do that, we could be free. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 